That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Very glad that you're here today. You've been listening for a long time. Welcome back. So glad to have you. Thanks for the support. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Follow us on Instagram at thatsoberguypodcast. Man, we got a little freestyle session on my part today. I have nothing planned for this episode. In fact, I've had to take some time off recently. I'm sure you can tell if you listen to the show regularly that I haven't been posting episodes regularly like usual, but been a lot going on sometimes life throws things at you and you have to adjust and you got to adapt and you got to flex and uh, you got to accept i think acceptance definitely something i've had to uh to work on with all the change that's happened in the past uh six months or so in any case hey i'm breathing i'm living life i'm not drinking i'm uh connecting with lots of great amazing dudes out there Uh, who are also working on cutting alcohol out of their lives, finding purpose, trying to be better dads, husbands, partners, friends. Um, Man, it's a a good thing. And I think when I start each day off with gratitude, uh, that definitely helps. So if there's one thing I would recommend to you if you're struggling or even if you're doing great, starting the day off with some sort of gratitude when your feet hit the floor as you roll out of bed, messy ass hair and stinky breath ready to go how come when we brush our teeth the night before our breath still smells in the morning it's interesting isn't it i used to have a friend that uh we would go over to his house remember back in the day when you'd go to your your buddy's house and you'd knock on the door and you'd go hey can uh, can dave play and then they and then the mom or the dad would say oh no he's you know doing this or yeah he'll be out in a little bit or maybe he'd run out the door we'd go over there and and uh and and we'd say, hey, can Dave play? And and Dave's mom would say, uh, David, brush your teeth. And he'd say, dang, I brushed them last night. <laughs> yeah, you brushed them last night, but you still got to brush them this morning because you got stank breath, son. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I think about that all the time in the morning. I'm like, man, I did brush my teeth last night. Oh, I got Kitty hanging out with me right now. What's up, mama? We have the coolest Siamese cat. Her, her actual name is Ruby. Now she's all over the computer here. Okay, okay. Walking around my desk. But her name is Ruby, but we just kind of call her Kitty. She's pretty sweet, though. She's pretty cool. I, I didn't want a cat at first. Grew up with cats. But uh, she got quite the personality. I think Siamese are like that, too. They have, uh, they're really smart. She's super, super smart. Super funny. She's brought, like, a couple of mice into the house in the middle of the night. That was scary. How about this one? I go, so I hear something, dud, dud. This is a couple months back, like two in the morning. I'm like, dude, what is that? Because she'll play with like toys and stuff during the night. And so I go, I, I, I get up, I'm like half asleep and I go over and I bend down to pick, to pick this up because I'm, I'm thinking like she's got a toy and I touch it and it's a damn mouse and I freak out. I, I jump, ah, I scream like a woman, Jess wakes up. And I flip the light on and, and sure as hell, it's a, it's a mouse laying there. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm such a big, big chicken. 
So I like, you know, had to get up in the middle of the night and figure out how we're going to get this mouse out of the house. And it was dead. She had killed it. You're a killer, kitty. You're a killer. So I like got a dustpan and we swept it up and just held the bag open. And <laughs> it wasn't fun. But yes, how the hell did I get on that topic? I don't know. But here, let's do this real quick before we jump into. And I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. I'll probably share a little bit about what's been going on in the past few months. I haven't talked really much about it. So you're going to hear most of it first here. And we'll have some fun and just freestyle. And I hope you enjoy the day today and leave some positive vibes and some uh, encouragement to uh, not drink. And uh, we'll go from there. But if you haven't joined us on Locals yet, well, first and foremost, let me just give a huge shout out to all my dudes who are joining by the day, just multiple men joining the men's Locals Sober Guy group. Um, just, I love you guys. I love the support. I love the growth that's happening, um, you know, and, and, and people sharing on there. And we have people who have years sober and there's people who are on their first week sober. And um, I have some new things coming up for the group, some some uh, some live. Um, they have this new feature on there where you can go live and, and we can communicate. And we've even been thinking about a, a meeting, maybe a, a weekly uh, meeting coming up in the new year. So stay tuned for that. But uh, and it's kind of like Instagram meets Patreon. And you don't have to be a supporter. You can still join and you can like the posts and you can see um, most of the posts in there. Um, or you can help support us too. Either way, you can jump in and be a part of it. We'd love to have you. Uh, it's a it's a safe community. It'll help you stay accountable. Uh, we, we have, I don't even, I, this, these notes, a couple of the notes I have for the intro here are a bit older. Uh, I haven't updated them in a minute. And when these were taken up uh, probably two months ago, maybe, yeah, right around there, we had over 400 members. I know it's grown as, uh, you know, since then I'd love to have you join right now, the sober guy men's locals group. You can download the locals app or you can go to that sober guy podcast.locals.com and I'll make sure that I put both of those links in the show notes. And then one other quick announcement for you. Uh, well, too, I know I said this, but let me say it again. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can follow us on Instagram at thatsoberguypodcast. Uh, my good buddy Static and I, who's been on the podcast before, uh, we host a meeting on Mondays. It's called Spiritual Armor. Uh, it's on the Clubhouse platform at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, we also have a, a list of other meetings uh, on the webpage I'm going to give you. But uh, in, before I do that, if you haven't been on the Clubhouse app or the Clubhouse platform, it really is a fun place to connect, um, to connect with other people. There's all kinds of different topics. We're in the, the topic or the room, the sobriety clubhouse. It's not a 12 step meeting. There's plenty of 12 step experience in there. Uh, it's a very relaxed format. It's a safe format. And we just talk, we share, we usually pick a topic. Uh, and then you, you can come up and, and share yourself if you want. There's like a, a little, uh, they call it a stage. It's a virtual stage. You'd throw your hand up in the, in the room and then we'd call you up and you can share. Oh, and this is all over the phone. There's no video. It's all audio. And so we've had some great meetings in there. Really a great place to connect. So if you'd like to check that out on Mondays, uh, Spiritual Armor, Static and I hosting that uh, that meeting, it's at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, you can go to thatsoberguy.com slash meetings, and that'll uh, give you more info about the clubhouse meeting, as well as some other meetings like the Fourth Dimensioners, which is daily at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So lots of good resources for you there. 
All right, what are we talking about today? You know, I just I I, I always feel uh, feel feel bad when I'm not posting stuff, and it's funny. My my sponsor and good friend Buddy C, he'll tell me, uh, you know, just he he told me uh, just a week ago, you know, just take a break, man, take a break, and you know, I said, yeah, I think I'm gonna do that, and I said, but wait a minute, all these people need me, they need me, dang it. You know, hey, I know uh, there's many people who listen to the show regularly. I love that. I appreciate that. The only reason I bring this up, though, is because if I don't do something, somebody else will. And there's always going to be resources. I'm not the savior. I'm not, um, you know, and I, I do offer encouragement and support and some fun. And I love being a part of that. But at the end of the day, personal responsibility for ourselves and, uh, you know, for each other that's what it comes down to is, is us. So, um, I never want to get on the, on the hype that, you know, I'm the shit and that if I don't do the show, people are going to fail and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff that can mess with your, with your brain, uh, if you get too wrapped up in it and stuff. So I like to have fun. I'm glad to be back on today. This is probably the last episode that I will, uh, record and post for the year. But as 2022 rolls around, uh, I have some exciting things planned, um, probably more podcast weekly. I'm really going to be ramping it up. I'm going to have some help on production uh, from my buddy, Nate. So uh, that'll be awesome. And uh, just really looking forward to a new year and a, a, a fresh start and uh, some great things to come. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about 2021. What has that been like? And uh, man, it's been full of ups and downs. I don't know about you. I don't know about what you've been through this year. If you if you took a couple minutes to reflect and write a list down, what would that look like? What would you say you have accomplished? What would you say that you need to do better at? What would you say that you'd like to do in 2022? And I think having this mindset, having some of these thoughts, writing them down can be a, uh, a really powerful tool to, uh, to, to help organize some of those thoughts. And then when you put it down on paper, It'll really help you to map it out on uh, on what your your blueprint looks like. Now, that's not to be confused with future tripping either, and not being in the moment and over planning and then tripping on stuff because it didn't work out exactly like you expected it to, or you're scared it's not going to work out like you expected it to. Uh, I got to stay away from that myself. At the same time, I like to have a plan. I like to have some things to look forward to. So there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I would say that writing a list down for some of those is a great way to kick it off. Now, for the Jess and I and, and the kids, man, I, some of you know, uh, the kids and Jess relocated at the at the or earlier this year uh, in April. We sold our house, um, and you know, initially we all went down and we stayed in Huntington Beach for a little bit. I was kind of back and forth. Um, you know, being that I still work in, in Northern California and, um, you know, they were kind of set up shop down there and, um, man, it was just, uh, uh, just the most amazing experience full of growth and learning and <laughs> lots of, uh, lots of great things. And even some like, some, I don't know, sad things or cha like change is so tough, man. When you put everything out there, like we did, we literally sold everything, we sold our house. We sold most of our stuff, what we did keep, you know, like our beds and, uh, just some, like, like I kept all my tools from the garage and the kids, they each got to, to keep like a tub of some toys, we, Christmas decorations. Um, 
it all fit into one of those pods and uh, everything we kept. And and then we, we shipped that pod off and we literally drove the Tahoe and the Ford Fusion down to Southern California. And everything we could fit in those two cars is what we took. And uh, our, our thought process on this is w- with all that's happened in the last couple of years and, and, you know, the kids are on homeschool. I travel a bit for work and I also work remotely. So it kind of worked out for everybody. Jess retired. She retired from doing hair, which is insane. I think she had a 13 or 14 year career, just a, a, a great hairstylist um, with a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs along her career too. So that was a big tough decision for her and change. And she ho- she started homeschooling the kids like full time. And so we said, you know, if if we're going to do anything. And we're going to go down here, whether it works out, it doesn't work out, whether we stay, whether we also considered initially moving out of state. Uh, There's a lot of things on the table. And at the end of the day, what we did is we just said, hey, we're going to go do this. Um, We're going to go live by the beach and we're just going to let God take the take the reins. And, you know, whatever happens, we're along for the ride and we're going to do our best along along the way. And I mean, who doesn't want to go live by the beach, right? That's like every, well, I shouldn't say it's everybody's dream, but I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, especially Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, SoCal, like those beaches are amazing down there. Just awesome people, a lot of things to do. So we did it. We, we stayed in a, uh, in a VRBO for the first three months, a one bedroom at that. So the kids had like this pullout bed. And, uh, you know, they slept out there and then, so we had to pull the bed out every night, put it back in cause the kitchen's in there. And, um, you know, Jess and I had a bedroom, one bathroom and, and we were right across the street from the beach and we just did it, you know? And, uh, it was, man, it was just, it was so awesome. We learned to surf. We met some great people. Well, I shouldn't say, you know, and you guys have probably heard me talk about surfing and stuff, some analogies in, 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 uh, in the last few months because of, uh, the experience of trying to do that. I, I want to preface that with trying to surf instead of we learn to surf. I guess we, we did somewhat, but surfing is probably the hardest sport I've ever done in my life. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, there, there's some angst involved in it. You're out there in an uncontrollable situation, uh, trying to stand up on this board and ride a natural wave. So there, I think there's a lot of analogies there that probably line up with, uh, with staying sober and, and, and being, not in control, acceptance, all those types of things. Uh, and then the spiritual aspect of it, there's something very spiritual, not only about surfing, but being by the ocean, being by the beach. And it draws things out in, in your spirit. What drew things out in my spirit and Jess's spirit and the kid's spirit. That's really indescribable. Um, it definitely did some work on all of us. And, uh, we met some great people. Um, the kids school that they went to was amazing. Um, we really connected with some good, some good families down there and made some friends. Um, you know, my, my buddy Matt that I met down there invited me on this amazing surf retreat down in Oceanside. Uh, it's a Bible study surf retreat where we went down and, um, you know, like I was going to say we surfed all the guys surfed. I attempted to surf and then just got blasted in my ribs. I don't know what happened. Some, I had a longboard, which everyone probably laughed at me for, but that's just, you know, when you're learning, you're, you know, you're, you don't know. I don't know. I didn't grow up surfing. You know, these guys did and uh, they were all super cool too, but they were out like shredding it and I'm out there trying to do my thing. And, uh, man, I just got caught in the middle in this, this pretty big wave, like came and just knocked the crap out of me. And somehow the board got underneath me, shot up and drilled me in the ribs and just like knocked the wind out of me. And, uh, that was pretty much the end of my surfing for that trip. 
and uh, just hung out the rest of the time and, um, you know, did, did Bible study, ate a bunch of good food, spent a uh, little time walking around downtown Oceanside um, and, and connecting too, connecting with other dudes and then also connecting on a spiritual side, um, you know, and just being, just being in the moment being with myself, being uncomfortable a little bit, being around guys that I really didn't know at the time. And, and so when we do things like that and we step out and we say yes and we go for it, that's where a lot of growth happens, you know, and there was a ton of growth that, uh, that, that has happened in, in the past, uh, the past six months from that. And I think that one of the things I realized though, very early on, probably like two months in, to being down there. So here, here we are in, you know, the, the most beautiful place. And like I'm walk, and I, I still walk a ton, right? I probably walk at least five miles a day. Probably that's, that's minimum. And it's my meditation time, my prayer time. I, I take my dog Brody, he's 13. So he's, he's pretty, pretty damn good shape for being 13 because he, he walks all the time with me. And, um, I was walking down, um, uh, in like downtown Huntington, kind of by where we were staying. And this, like I said, is about two months in. And it just occurred to me, like the old classic saying, wherever you go, there you are. Someone's driving by right now and just slapping. I don't know. Maybe they got two tens in the trunk, two twelves. I don't know if you heard that bumping in the background, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking down the street though. And it's, it's like, wherever you go, there you are. Here I am in the most beautiful place. It's amazing. And I still just felt, I wasn't like in a bad mood or anything either, but I just felt like, like just the same, the same as if I was back in Vacaville or if I would have been maybe out of state in Idaho or Tennessee, which is a couple of places we looked at where we potentially were going to go to. And it was just a moment for me that that really made me recognize and realize that happiness comes from within. It doesn't come from external things. It doesn't come from where I'm at or or what I have. Um, it comes from being loved, the ability to love, the ability to learn about myself, um, and and the ability to connect with God for me you know, something higher in, in my spirit that's inside of me. Um, I, there, it did a lot of work by stepping out and, and doing what we did and it, and not just for me, but for Jess and for the kids as well. And so, man, we just, we had a great time. It was, um, it was awesome. And ultimately, uh, some things happened along, along the way, especially towards the end where, you know, the, at, at one point the kids and Jess wanted to go back home. Um, you know, come, they wanted to come back to Vacaville and uh, I was like, hell no, I'm never going back to that place. Like I, we're good. We'll figure it out. We're either going to stay here. We're going to going out of state or whatever. And I don't really know how it happened or what happened, but at some point something changed in, in my heart. And I, I felt that the perspective I had on, like, sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. I guess that's a good way to put it. Right. So always it's, it's good sometimes to get away, to step back um, and to be able to put things in perspective so you can see where you're at, you can see what you have, you can see where you've been, you can see who's important, what's important, you know? And so we kind of flip-flopped as the kids got into school and started making friends and this, and then I kind of was going down the other route, man, maybe we need to look and, and it, 
at buying a house again and, and, uh, you know, and, and heading back to Vacaville, like, man, I looked at houses down there and to Cal, like Cali's just insane for buying homes, especially Southern California. It is, you're talking like in a neighborhood in one of the beach communities, even a few like Fountain Valley or something, a few uh, miles inland, like a neighborhood home, your, your average, like three bedroom, two bath is like a million dollars, you know, and that's, that's pretty steep, you know, and that's out of the Raymer budget. So, uh, buying a house isn't, uh, isn't something that was uh, possible at the time. And, and so as we started to kind of look at different ideas and this, um, you know, we, we, uh, and then I had to come back, you know, like I said, I come back for work, you know, and, and back and forth. And, and at one point I had to come back up for uh, jury duty of all things and uh, which got canceled or not canceled, but I didn't get called up, which was great. But we looked at a couple houses while we were up here and, uh, man, it's just, it's so crazy what God does when you just roll with it and you just let it, let it happen. Not trying to control stuff. It was so easy. And, uh, you know, so long story short, um, we got a great opportunity to, to buy a house back up here from a friend of ours. Um, and we did it off market, which was amazing. It's in a great neighborhood by my mom and, and by Jess's brother. And, um, it's just like, it was insane. But at the same time, it was so hard for the kids and Jess to leave and change again. So we went through all these changes, like work changes for Jess and I different leadership stuff on my end. And then Jess retired from work and then she switched into homeschool. Then we move, then we move back, you know, and now you got to start all over again with the school stuff. And man, it's just been so much, um, so many changes in, in a short period of time and constantly adjusting to that. Although it is tough sometimes, man, when you have the right tools to do it and you're able to learn how to accept things and understand that everything is impermanent, that when, when we fight against things that, um, that are not happening or not going the way we want, it creates, um, it creates, uh, suffering. We cling to those old things and they're not the way that we think they should be. So it causes pain and hurt versus being able to sit in those for a minute and maybe they make us sad. Maybe we feel like, you know, regret. We, we, we wish they were this way, but at some point you have to accept the change and you have to roll with it and you have to move on. Otherwise you're going to be beating yourself up. You're going to be sad. You're going to be pissed off. You're going to be, um, not yourself and not able to pursue growth in your, your day-to-day life and move on. You're going to be stuck, you know? And so, Although some of that stuff happened, especially for Jess and the kids and for me a bit too, all of our, all of it was a little bit different for each of us. Um, it was really one of the most amazing experiences that we ever have done as a family because it made us step out, get uncomfortable, learn, grow. Like I would just, I would so encourage anybody listening to this. Like if you're facing something right now, that seems a little bit scary, but it feels right. It feels like something you want to try or do. Man, if it if it if it makes sense just a little bit and and you think you can do it, go for it. Try it. It doesn't it doesn't mean, you know, picking up everything and selling everything and moving, you know, but whatever it is, go for it, you know? And God always works out, works things out. You know, at least in 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 my experience, in our family's experience, it might not work out exactly how we pictured it, but 
it worked out. You know, we're back with family. We're back with friends. Um, we're, we're starting, you know, we're, we're going to be in, in a new house here in a couple of days, um, setting up shop and it's been tough. We've been staying with my mom for a couple of weeks and bless her heart. She's been amazing. Um, letting us stay here at her house for, um, you know, for a couple of weeks, we stayed at my sister's around Thanksgiving, which was awesome. Spent some time with her and my niece and nephew. Um, and, uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was awesome, but we're very eager to get in our house, to get set up again. Uh, I'm building out a studio uh, that's going to be able to, to um, have video production and audio, obviously, for the podcast. And, uh, you know, there's, there's great things ahead. But at the same time, hey, we don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what tomorrow holds. And that's why it's so important um, to stay in the moment and enjoy each of these moments. Time is the most valuable thing we will ever have. It is the most valuable, valuable commodity that we can, that we can experience because it's irreplaceable. We can't go back in time. I can't get today back. I can buy more stuff. I can make more money. I can go back to Huntington at some point on vacation and who knows, maybe we'll retire there one day. That'd be amazing. Jess and I definitely have talked about that, you know, but for right now, I'm supposed to be right here. I'm supposed to be right here doing this podcast. I'm supposed to be right here in this moment today. And if I wasn't supposed to be here, I I wouldn't, I'd be somewhere else. And that's where the acceptance comes in. And knowing that I'm here in this moment right now, and this is just the way it's supposed to be. I love this, um, this, uh, this couple of words, um, uh, that I've heard in one of my favorite meditations by Noah Levine. He always says, and I've said this on the podcast many times right now, it's like this. Remember that right now it's like this. When you start future tripping and you start tripping out and you're clinging or to past stuff or whatever, go back to that right now. It's like this. And what that does for me is it helps ground me and put me back in the moment and know whether it's a hard time, a happy time, Um, a joyful time, a sad time. It's supposed to be just the way it is right now. And when we can learn to accept that, then it is, um, it it makes stuff a lot easier. Someone's horn is going off. Why am I getting it? Well, I'll tell you why I'm getting all the background noise. One of the things I'm so excited about, and I just mentioned this is that I'm going to be, I'm going to be building out, um, a, a home studio at the house so I can, you know, work out of it and have my own space for once. Um, you know, I've, I've moved around a lot move the studio around at the old house. I was set up in the, in the garage right now, as I'm recording this, I'm, we're staying at my mom's house for a few more days. She's been nice enough to let me set up in her garage. Um, so it's, you know, you get background noise and cars driving by and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's kind of distracting sometimes, but at the same time, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful to have space. I'm going to choose to look at the glass half full instead of bitching and complaining and going, I don't have my studio. This is, I'm not, I'm not going to record a podcast because it's not perfect. I'm not in the perfect place. Like, you know what? I'd never get anything done if I waited for everything to be perfect. In in fact, I never would have started this podcast back in 2014. If I waited for everything to be perfect, I had no clue what I was doing. I pieced things together. I watched videos and I just went for it, you know, and um, anybody can do that with whatever it is that you're doing. You just got to go for it and dive in. And if it's sobriety, trying to stay sober, go for it. Find some resources. We have plenty of them at thatsoberguy.com. We got meetings, all kinds of stuff on there. The course, Quit Drinking Dude, uh, 30 uh, Day Men's Guide to, uh, oh, Brody's coming out here now. Kitty's coming in. All right. There we go. It's a, it's a, a pet farm here. Oh, and the door is open now. It's okay. 
but yeah, lots of uh, lots of good resources. Oh, Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to to quit drinking alcohol and stay sober for 30 days or more. Man, that's been a it's been a tough one for me to complete. I'm still working on it, but it will be launched here shortly, and I'm looking forward to getting that out to uh to any any dudes out there who are looking for a structured 30-day plan to help quit drinking. This is going to be it. And it's going to be awesome. And it's simple. It's fun. It's got um, it's got some great resources attached to that, too. So, man, that was a lot. I just feel like I just puked all over the mic real quick. And I did because I have a lot to say from not doing podcasts uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, well, at least Sober Guy podcasts. I've been working hard at my corporate gig. I don't know. Do you guys know I also get to do corporate podcasting? That stemmed from me creating my own job. And I'm not pumping my nads right now or stroking my own uh, ego or shoulder, but I am pretty proud of that. You know, I quit drinking and it changed my life and it can change yours too. It, it, it changed so many things about my marriage, my job, um, all this stuff because I was able to cut that out and, uh, and, and look to something else, start to figure out, um, you know, start to figure out who I really was, I guess. Um, man, I, there's one thing I wanted to, uh, to mention on this. And I know it's kind of, I was going to do a whole podcast on it and, and maybe I will, let me find this, uh, this little infographic here. It's called alcohol. I guess, I think that's how you say it. Alcohol. You guys ever heard of that? Alcohol. It's an Arabic term. And, uh, where'd it go here? Let me see if I can find it. Oh, there it is. Alcohol. Sharing, sharing this with my buddy Ray today. I think who has four and a half months without alcohol congratulations, Ray, if you listen to this, proud of you, bro. Um, alcohol, alcohol is the Arabic word from which alcohol is derived in its Arabic translation. Alcohol means body eating spirit. Why do you think the strongest of alcoholic beverages are called spirits? Drinking alcohol is one of the fastest things you can do to lower your vibration as it's been used as a tool to keep human consciousness at a lowered vibrational state for thousands of years. I thought that was so interesting. Uh, and, and what's interesting to me about it is, well, itself, the alcohol thing and the meaning behind it, the spirits. I, I did never understand why they called them spirits, so that helped to clarify that. But also, I want you to notice as you're driving, maybe you're driving right now, Maybe you're driving in town somewhere. Maybe you have driven in town before or next time you drive in town, I want you to take notice of something. Take a look at how many liquor stores there are. Take a look at how many places sell alcohol. And if you step back from that for a minute and you look at the the endless options to drink and to lower your vibration and lower your consciousness level in order to suppress the true you, your true self, not connect with God, not find anything um, to connect with on a higher level because you're numb. At least that's how it was for me, especially in the last year or two. There's something to that. There's something to that. And I'm not sure exactly what the answer is to a full why there's a liquor store on every corner. Uh, Part of it's probably business, lots of money involved, right? But I do think that there's something more to it in the fact of it's a, it's meant to suppress us. It's meant to hold us down. It's meant to um, keep us confused. It's meant to um, keep us not sober-minded, as it talks about in the Bible, in Peter uh, specifically, which I'm reading right now, and there's many mentions of being sober-minded in that. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean just not drinking alcohol. It means trying to be 
um, a, a, a good Christian, a good man, a good, um, a good leader and somebody who puts God first and, um, and is, um, spiritually connected. And so I could never do that because I was drunk all the time. It was suppressing my consciousness. It was suppressing the spirit inside of me, um, that, uh, that, you know, that, uh, wanted to be active, I guess I could feel it, but I just didn't know how to do it. And so once I quit, man, it was like this whole new reality, this whole new experience opened up and it's been pretty, it's been a pretty amazing ride along the way. And anybody can experience that. You can experience that. You can do it too. And maybe it just starts with like my boy Ray did. He was like, Hey, I just want to do 30 days. I just want to do 30 days without alcohol. And, uh, so we, we started a mastermind group, which I'd highly recommend. And, uh, if you're looking for a mastermind group and you'd be interested in something, I have thought about maybe opening one up as 2022, uh, comes up. So feel free to hit me up and shoot me a message. If that's something you're interested in and I could, uh, start a little running list because the mastermind group is amazing. We meet on Thursdays, uh, and we meet for an hour and we have a couple of different ways that we do it and some great dudes in there. And uh, raise raise one of them, and um, and him and I have known each other since first grade. Can you believe that? It's a long time. We ditched the bus in first grade actually together. We wanted to get thumb suckers from Fry's store out in Elmira, California, a little farm town outside of Vacaville. And um, first grade, we're supposed to take the bus home. We hid behind the bike racks, and then we walked like four miles home. Our parents thought we got kidnapped. I got my ass whipped. <laughs> <laughs> crazy man but we go way back and that's how it started for him he said you know i want to take uh i want to take 30 days and just see what see what it's like you know and he's going on four and a half months now and he's done that because he wants to do it number one and uh, he's done it uh not by himself but with through so through support from other dudes and uh you know his um meeting on thursdays with our group and uh you know I, i'm sharing this because you can do this too but you got to show up. You got to want to do it. Nobody's going to do it for you. And you got to get involved in some sort of group. That's why the locals group is a, a great place to start. Just hop in there. You don't have to become a supporter. Just get in there and check it out. See what dudes are saying. See what people are talking about. And um, and it might be a great place to start. Or the clubhouse meeting on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific is also a great place to start. So, um, I think I'm going to wrap this up today. This was just, uh, you know, this was just a little quick share. I appreciate you guys. I hope everybody had a great, uh, great Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you're having a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. I love saying that. Merry Christmas. It's coming up a few weeks out. And uh, what are you guys doing for Christmas? By the way, you do gift exchanges. I got to get. I got a, a, a friend of ours party, the annual. Uh, Christmas party that we go to at our friend's house. They hold it every year. We do a white elephant. Uh, there's one of our friends there that always steals her own gift every year. Uh, she always gets her own gift. <laughs> so we always laugh about that. Oh my gosh, is Carly going to get her own gift again this year? I think she might. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. And uh, man, people have a good time. There's people drinking. There's people not drinking. There's a, there's a mix of it, you know. And um, I, I, I would say that if you're going to any parties, if you're you have gift exchanges or holiday parties, uh, anything like that, just have a plan. You know, if you have a purpose to be there, then it's probably okay that you're there. If, even if there's alcohol there, I mean, depending on where you're at too, if you're like a weekend, I probably wouldn't recommend that. Um, you know, like, but if you feel like you're spiritually fit enough to be around 
um, for the holidays, whether it's family, you know, some of us have family that still drink and it's like, we, we want to be around our family. We can't hide forever from it, but you gotta be, you gotta be prepared. You gotta be, um, in the right state of mind, have a plan. If you're going into a holiday party this year in the next couple of weeks, uh, before Christmas and, um, you know, you have a purpose to be there, but have a plan, maybe drive with somebody there who can, who can drive you home or drive yourself and leave if it starts getting a little bit too much. If people are starting to get intoxicated, they start to get annoying. They tell you the same story like three times. You're like, yeah, that was cool. The first time you told me about 20 minutes ago, it's probably a good good idea to maybe get the hell out of there at that point, but have fun, you know, have fun, be your true self. We did, we know one of the, one of the things that came up in the mastermind group this week was, um, you know, like, uh, like dating some, somebody was dating and, uh, they were, they were, uh, you know, newly sober and started having those thoughts. Like, man, if I go on a date, like I, I just, I just go back to my old thoughts of like, man, I want to have a couple drinks to loosen up a little bit. And you don't need to do that. You don't have to do that because here's the thing. People want to know how in the heck you're not drinking. It's very appealing to many, many people that you wouldn't even think because so many people wish they could quit and they can, but they have these thoughts about it, but they just don't know where to start because there's a lot of fear involved. There's a lot of dependence involved, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, or just socially too. A lot of people are socially awkward. They don't know how to do anything without um, you know, without having alcohol around and it takes time. It takes practice. Like anything, you don't just show up to the gym one day and get buff. You gotta, you gotta work at it. You gotta put in the, the reps, man. You gotta do for months. It's a lifestyle. You know, when, when people who are in great shape, they don't just work out. They live their life that way. People who stay sober and don't drink. It's a lifestyle. They, they live their life that way. I live my life that way with minus the alcohol. I don't need that stuff. So it's a practice. It takes time and you just got to show up. You got to do it. You got to be in a fellowship. You got to have community, all that stuff. And you can still go to parties. You can still go to holiday parties, but it's up to you to have a plan, have an escape route, have a, a somebody that you can call immediately if you need to and get the heck out of there. But at the same time, have fun. Try it sometime. Try to be your true self. Another thing that we talk about in the 30 day course, and we talk about it a lot in meetings, you know, all kinds of good convos going on in there. Get yourself plugged in. Merry Christmas. I hope y'all have an amazing holiday season. I'm going to catch you on the flip side in, uh, in 2022. And, uh, yeah, send me a message. If you got questions, comments or anything, once again, uh, at that sober guy podcast on Instagram is a great place to shoot me a message. I try to answer as many as I can. Um, and then of course, join us on locals. That's another amazing place to, to connect as well. I love you guys. Have a great holiday. Once again, I'll say it again. Merry Christmas. I love it. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.